Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 467 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It is a victory episode because the birds just took care of the commanders. It's KB coming at you with a solo dolo episode of the podcast. We're going to talk Eagles. We're going to talk Phillies. And, of course, we're going to talk about those Philadelphia Union boys winning in their friendly match this week. Staying fresh, staying ready to go for these final two weeks of the season. But before we get started, guys, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to help me out. I need you guys to follow us on the socials. Twitter, Instagram, at UndergroundPHI. Facebook.com slash UndergroundPHI. Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. I'm sorry, Facebook is Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Twitch.tv slash UndergroundSportsPHI. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. But on Apple and Spotify, I need you guys to leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It helps a ton. It helps more people find the show, helps more people get involved in the underground community, and that's what we want. We want this thing to go to the gosh darn moon, so subscribe to the podcast feed and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And even more importantly, I need you guys to subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast, including this show, Outside the Box, Get in the Hole, Top Bins, Streamer Season, Eagles Enemies, The Dan Russo Show. It's all on the YouTube channel. So go check it out. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Smash the like button. Ring the bell icon. And comment down below your thoughts on this Eagles team so far this season. How you're feeling about the Phils here going into this final stretch of the regular season. And of course how you're feeling about the Union, the Flyers, the Sixers, anything else. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. You won't regret it. I promise you that. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center, finally Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your sunglasses, blue light glasses, hoodies, shirts, Hats, anything in between, TomahawkShades.com, code USP for 25% off your order from our pals at Tomahawk Shades. Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and see who's got Kenny's on tap by using that all-new and improved Kenny tracker all in the Philadelphia area. You should be cracking open a nice cold Kenny after every Eagles win. 
you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And our homies over at Bino, the best tabletop game that should be making appearances at your tailgates, in your man caves, your she sheds, and anywhere else that you think a Bino board belongs. Leading up to the World Cup, guys, they're going to be dropping World Cup team-inspired boards every single week. So go to BinoBoard.com, that's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com, and use code BINOUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. As my headphones fall off my head, just like Carson Wentz was falling off of his feet in this game against the Birds, the Eagles win this one 24-8. Not the traditional way you would think that the Washington Commanders would get 8 points, but the Eagles nonetheless led by the guy that I'm thrilled is our franchise quarterback right now. Jalen Hurts goes 22 for 35 in this game, 340 passing yards, three touchdowns, 20 yards on the ground, and just a a phenomenal performance from Jalen Hurts as he hits Devontae Smith for a touchdown, A.J. Brown for a touchdown, Dallas Goddard for a touchdown, And skinny Batman, Devontae Smith, had himself a day. Eight catches, 169 yards, and that aforementioned touchdown that he came down with. Swole Batman, A.J. Brown, five catches, 85 yards, and that touchdown. And uh, just a dominant performance from the Eagles. They didn't have to do too much offensively. They came away with the win there, 24-8. The defense was the story in this one, though. As going into the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken, yes, going into the fourth quarter, the Eagles had a 24-0 lead. Sorry, I'm yawning. I just finished watching the most boring football game of the season, the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. Uh, But the defense, TJ Edwards leads the team in tackles in this game, also had a sack. He had nine tackles, one assisted. Kaiser White with eight tackles, one assisted. Brandon Graham... Two and a half sacks in this game to lead the team in sacks. And man, I just got to say, I mentioned this on Eagles Enemies with Lake Lewis, and I mentioned it on Eagles Enemies the first three weeks of the season. It is the weirdest feeling, yet such a satisfying feeling, knowing the Eagles have competent linebackers for the first time since I was a child. This is the first time since like 2004 that the Eagles have a competent linebacker group, and it might be the best linebackers they've had in my lifetime. TJ Edwards has been a force. Kaiser White, obviously Hassan Reddick. Like, they have legitimate linebackers that make plays week in and week out, play in and play out. And it's also added that you have Brandon Graham, you have Javon Hargrave, you have Fletcher Cox, you have these guys, Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams. Like, you have guys all across this front seven that make it a nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. They sacked Carson Wentz nine times in this game. And I saw a tweet, forgive me, I forget who tweeted it, but I'll try to pop it in and post if I can find it on screen on the YouTube. Uh, Somebody said that the Eagles sacked Carson Wentz almost as many times as there are commandments. (laughs) That's like tweet of the year. Um, Just a phenomenal defensive showing um, by this Eagles defense. Jonathan Gannon, I think, has, has really stepped up from that Detroit game. I don't know exactly what he was calling in that game, but I never want to see him call that type of game again. Whatever he's done in these last two games to prevent 
the Eagles' opponents to 15 points total, where the Vikings only scored seven, and then the uh, the Commanders here scored eight. Just keep dialing that up. This defense has looked phenomenal, um, and I, I've been very impressed with how well that they just continue to respond against any opponent. Um, they got some big-time goal line stuffs during this game to keep the shutout intact for quite some time. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz had multiple fumbles in this game, only threw for 211 yards. He was just bad. <laughs> this Washington team is so overrated. It's unreal. Um, Antonio Gibson was the lone touchdown scorer in this game. And I found it very funny that, you know, the Eagles sacked Carson Wentz nine times. Carson Wentz couldn't allow his team to kick the extra point. They had to go for two on that touchdown to prevent them from scoring nine points uh, because Nick Foles still lives rent-free in Carson Wentz's head. And it begs you to ask the question now, three weeks in, the way the Eagles have looked, the way Jalen Hurts has looked and proved the doubters wrong. And during halftime today, um, Jimmy Johnson on the Fox broadcast made an amazing point here. And I'm going to pull up the direct quote so I don't misquote him. And it's very rare that you're going to hear me quote Jimmy Johnson, I think, in a positive way about the Eagles. But he said, remember when people were talking, is he a good enough passer to be successful in this league? He is. He's arrived. Jimmy Johnson on one Jalen Hurts. Cowboys fans, your former coach, the last time you won a Super Bowl, this guy was leading your team. He thinks Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's arrived. He's on the Jalen Hurts hype train. And, um, you know, he's a guy that evaluated talent for quite some time. And I think that's pretty high praises to have a Hall of Famer claim that you've arrived and you deserve to be getting praise for the way that you're playing because Jalen Hurts absolutely deserves to be getting all of this praise, getting all of this hype. Uh, because he's played absolutely phenomenal. He's proven all of his haters wrong. Um, and it's just a really cool thing to watch go down that uh, nobody expected. Because Jalen Hurts is in fact that guy. He's going to continue to be that guy. And that's why right now tonight, as I record this on Sunday night, you guys are listening on Monday, the Eagles are the betting odds favorite to win the NFC. They are currently... The number one team in the NFC in terms of betting odds to win the conference, which means they go to the Super Bowl. Um, no, uh, no free ads for any of these sports books because they don't sponsor us. But Eagles right now leading the way uh, on multiple sports books to be the uh, the favorite to win the NFC on one specific sports book. They are at plus three seventy odds. Ahead of the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Rams, and the Vikings. And on another one, they're at plus 350 odds ahead of the Bucks, Packers, and Rams. Um, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, this this team feels different. You know, it's the first time they're 3-0 since 2016, um, which was Doug Peterson's first year, and oddly enough, Doug Peterson and company are coming to town to take on the Eagles, and they look very good to start this season as well. So I expect next week to be a pretty uh, a pretty nice test for this Eagles team uh, for the first time this season. The Jaguars look like a very competent football team. They're playing good football, but it begs the question right now, are the Eagles the team to beat? 
in the NFC? Are they the team to beat in the NFL? The Bills lost today. The Chiefs lost today. There are three undefeated teams left going into Monday Night Football, and only two of them are 3-0. It's the Eagles and the Dolphins that are 3-0, and then the Giants are 2-0 with a game still to be played against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Are the Eagles the team to beat? Are, that is that is the, the play pickup question of the pod. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headline in sports as props. You rack up points on your fan profiles when you get props correctly. You cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. All you got to do is sign up with your phone number. That's playpickup.com and start playing those headlines. Are the Eagles the team to beat? We're going to put a poll out on the Twitter machine um, in the morning so you guys can take a look at that, obviously. But are the Eagles the team to beat in the NFC? Because right now, it certainly feels that way. There doesn't seem like there's another team that is as dominant as the Eagles right now. Um, You look at the landscape as well of the NFC, and I'll pull this up here. For everybody at home, the the NFC does not feel like years past. I'll say that. You know, it doesn't feel like there's a clear-cut runaway winner of the NFC. The Vikings, Packers, and Bears are all 2-1, and one, and none of those teams, in, in all honesty, I still think the Packers win that division, but in all honesty, the scariest team out of the NFC North, in my opinion, is the Lions right now. You look at uh, the NFC South, only the Buccaneers at 2-1. and one. Every other team stinks. And the Rams are 2-1. and one. They're not a great 2-1, and one, but they're 2-1. and one. And every other team in the NFC West is 1-2. and two. And then the Giants are 2-0. Are and oh. The Eagles are 3-0. and oh. The Cowboys are 1-1. One and, one. and Washington's 1-2. and two. You tell me, guys. The Eagles already beat the Vikings. They already beat the Lions. And they've beaten the Commanders. Are the Eagles the team to beat in the NFC? Because it certainly is feeling really, really good around this team right now. The vibes feel great. It feels like this team is just coming together. And I haven't even gotten started on how this is the Batman year. It's the year of the bat in Philadelphia. The Batman are here to play. Swole Batman, skinny Batman, fast Batman. The Batman, the Batman cape is the coolest thing. Touchdown cape, I think, is so dope. Um, the gear of the Batman. We might be getting a Batman mask or something to put around here. We already got the ski mask and the dog mask up here that I'm looking. If anybody at home also has mannequins by any chance, would love to uh, t- to negotiate or swipe those mannequins from you because we'd love to have a mannequin down here with the dog mask and one with the ski mask and potentially now one with a Batman mask. So hit me up. Um, But to me right now, it certainly feels like the Eagles are the team to beat in the NFC. And you look over at the AFC, yes, the Bills are still extremely good. Don't get it twisted. But the Dolphins also 3-0. Cleveland and Baltimore are both 2-1. Cleveland doesn't look that good to me at all. They lucked into their win on Thursday Night Football. Um, They did not play that well at all. Um, Jacksonville two and one, you know, they're, they're pretty solid. Kansas city is two and one. Denver looks terrible. Even at two and one, the Eagles right now look like one of the best teams in all of football. 
let alone the NFC, um, which is very exciting. Dom, former full-blown co-host of this show when we had the whole crew going, but he is the the co-host of Top Bins. Big Eagles guy, obviously. If you guys are OGs, you know Dom. Uh, he told me they're the best team in the NFC East. Clearly, Dom. Clearly, they're the best team in the NFC East. No other team is better than the Eagles in this division right now. And that's why it begs the question, are they the best team in the NFC? I think the only other team in the NFC that may give them some some trouble on paper is the Rams. And even the Rams have, have shown their, their inefficiencies. Um... Maybe, you know, they play the Packers later this year at home. The Eagles are at home for that game, so we'll see how that all plays out. I don't know. The Eagles seem like they have a lot of things clicking that a lot of teams don't have, and I think it's team chemistry. I think it's coaching. And I just think it's they have full-blown leaders on this team that are going to take them to where they want to go, and that's the Super Bowl. And I, I am not... It, putting it out of the question that this team could win the Super Bowl, but it would be pretty fucking wild if they did when this team came into the season with so many people questioning them, so many you know thoughts about Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, um, Jonathan Gannon in this defense, which I still think there are some questions, but not as many as before. I don't know, man. <laughs> You know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and that's what caused us to start this podcast. 467 episodes in, are the Eagles Super Bowl contenders once again five years later? Makes you think, you know. Jalen Hurts being here is massive, and you know, you sit back and you watch some of these games after the Eagles game today, and you're just so thrilled that you have a competent talented superstar in the making quarterback and I don't know what I would do if the Eagles didn't draft Jalen Hurts back in 2020 they would be screwed um it is it is a miracle that Howie Roseman thought this far ahead and was able to maneuver in this draft to get Jalen Hurts and then subsequent years after get all the weapons Jalen Hurts would need so that when it was his time to shine, his time to start at quarterback for this team, he would be ready to rock and roll. And I saw a tweet today, too, that the Eagles going into 2023, not that I want to rush this season at all, but going into 2023, the Eagles are going to be $35 million under the cap. You have Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. You have A.J. Brown signed long-term. You have Devontae Smith on a rookie contract. You have this defense assembled. With depth, you have this offensive line assembled with depth. This team, and right now if the season ended today, the Eagles would have the sixth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, courtesy of the New Orleans Saints. Yes, we should all be rooting for the Saints to be bad this year, no matter what. I know I always do it no matter what because I can't stand the Saints as an organization, but we should all be rooting for the Saints to be absolutely horrendous. Just in case you didn't know, the Eagles have their first round pick this year because Howie Roseman swindled them not once, but twice. And the second time was to get CJ Gardner Johnson here. This Eagles team is special. I'm excited for the trajectory of this team. And 
the sky is the limit for them. They continue to say it, and I love that Jalen Hurts every single week says they didn't play to their potential, so that way every subsequent week we're going to see the Eagles get better because they're never satisfied with the performances that they're putting out there, and that's exciting about this team. That's a leader in the locker room, a leader on the field, and I couldn't be happier that Jalen Hurts is my franchise's starting quarterback and franchise quarterback at that. So shout out to the Birds. Shout out to Carson Wentz. Thanks for going to Washington, pal. The other team in Philadelphia right now that uh, was playing today, Philadelphia Phillies, they got screwed by the rain, in my opinion. They should have called this game, but they end up losing to the Braves 8-7 to seven in extra innings. They, uh, they take two out of three. Or, I'm sorry, two out of four. It's a four-game series. Two out of four against the Braves. Um, they should have won this game. Luckily, the Brewers lost against the Reds, so that was huge. The Phillies' magic number is now eight. With, let's see, three, one, two, three, four, seven. With ten games to play. The Phillies' magic number is eight. Um, they start a... Three-game road trip against the Chicago Cubs on Tuesday. Then they go to D.C. for four. And then they go to Houston for three. Now also looking at the Milwaukee Brewers schedule. There's also right now, just in case you didn't know, the Phillies are the third wild card because the Padres jumped in front of them again. But the Milwaukee Brewers schedule looks like this the next uh, 10 games. Brewers are also off. They have a two-game series in St. Louis starting on Tuesday. So the Phillies get uh, no extra games. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just the way that it's divvied up. Then the Brewers, Brewers games are all at home too. They're at home the rest of the season. Um, then the Brewers have a four-game series against the Miami Marlins, and then three games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jesus Christ. I've never rooted harder for the Cardinals in my life. The Phillies need the Cardinals to win these next two games against the Brewers. Um, looking at the Padres' schedule, too, here, just to see, just to tickle my fancy. So the Padres start a three-game series at home against the Dodgers, then three at home against the White Sox, and then three at home against the Giants to end their season. I mean, the, the Padres could effectively get swept by the Dodgers. The Phillies need to come out with a fire so hot and dish out to the Cubs what they dished out to the Phillies at the All-Star coming out of the All-Star break. And sweep this team. The Cubs are not good. They are playing for absolutely nothing. Do not let them get the best of you. Zach Wheeler will be on the mound on Tuesday. Aaron Nola on the mound on Wednesday. Um, And then on Thursday, day game, Ranger Suarez. And that's kind of lining up to be your Phillies rotation for a playoff series. Um, Being... Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, and the way that they reconfigured this pitching rotation 
going into this Cubs series. It'll let Aaron Nola pitch game 160 against Houston. Ranger Suarez pitch game 161. And then uh, you have game 162. It'll either be like Kyle Gibson or Bailey Falter or something like that. Um, but that'll allow Aaron Nola to be ready for game two of the wild card series and Ranger Suarez game three if needed, which hopefully it is. Um, but yeah, right now the wild card is the Phillies would be going to St. Louis, which would be wild. It would be, I don't know how I would feel about that. You know, the Phillies making it back to the postseason for the first time since 2011 when they were eliminated by St. Louis. You'd have all the cameras and glitz and glam around Albert Pujols in his final postseason uh, of his career. So I don't know if that would be a distraction per se. Um, but the Phillies really need to pick some shit up. You know, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, which is by far and away the worst record of any postseason team right now. In their last 10 games, um, you know, they they really need to step on the gas pedal, win these games, and control their own destiny, not worry about the Brewers losing, not worrying about the Padres losing. They need to go into this and just be like, we need to win this game in front of us. They should have won on Sunday. It was unfortunate that they didn't. But right now, taking a look at the NL East run differential, it's our favorite prop of the season. Um, it's coming down to the wire as well. You guys can still play that prop at playpickup.com. The Braves leading the way at plus 166. The Mets at plus 157. The Phillies at plus 67. Miami at minus 100. And the Washington stolen franchise Nationals at minus 214. And the Pittsburgh Pirates with the worst in all of baseball at minus 228. Pretty wild shit there. And the Dodgers at plus 322 in the run differential column. Um, You know, we also had our preseason win predictions. Matt predicted this team to win 85 games. I think the Phillies will win more than 85. I had them at 89, which would mean they would have to win six out of their last ten to get there. And I think they're going to have to win more than six out of their last ten. Uh, to get into the postseason, especially with the opponents they have and the opponents that the Brewers have, that the Padres have. The Phillies have a much harder schedule, especially with the Astros at the tail end of this 10-game road trip. But um, Phillies got some work to do. They've got some work to do. They got to they gotta look at themselves today on this off day and say, hey, we didn't, we didn't give it our best effort in that Brave series. We should have won. We should have swept. Um, just didn't give it our best effort. And, you know, you, you got to win these games against the Cubs. That's that's step number one. You got to take care of the Cubs, sweep the Cubs, knock your magic number down to five, and hope that the Brewers lose some of these games. Because if the Brewers can lose to the Cardinals twice and the Phillies can sweep the Cubs uh, you'll effectively have your magic number at three. I'm pretty sure. I want to see if there's a magic number. Calculator. Let's see. Magic. Yes, there is. This is amazing. Um, let's see. 
our wins and opponent losses. So let's say two. Or I'm sorry. So we win three. That puts the Phillies record at 86. And then the Brewers lose two. That puts their magic number at 82. Or I'm sorry, their record at 82. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry. Losses. I'm an idiot. Uh, 73 losses. So the Phillies sweep, thanks to this magic number calculator, if the Phillies sweep the Cubs three games and then the Brewers lose the next two to uh, St. Louis, they'll put the Phillies magic number at four. And then... You have the Brewers still playing against Miami starting on Thursday. So, let's say they lose two to Miami. Phillies. They get to... Phillies have to effectively get to 88 wins. And the Brewers just lose the next two to Miami. So the Phillies can win five in a row, which would be three against the Cubs, sweep the Cubs. This is best case scenario, obviously. Sweep the Cubs, and then win your first two of the four against the Nationals. And then the Brewers lose two to St. Louis and two to Miami. Your Philadelphia Phillies are postseason bound, which could happen by Friday. Friday or Saturday, the Phillies could clinch, which will be very, very nice. Very, very nice indeed. Um, so this weekend, we could be celebrating the first Phillies postseason berth since 2011 and the first postseason berth in this podcast history, which we've been waiting for since we started this goddamn podcast. Uh, all the way back in February of 2018, we've been waiting for this day, and it sucks that the Phillies will be in the wild card position they are, so we can't necessarily go to the postseason game. Um, but that's why they just got to beat whoever's in front of them, so they get a home game <laughs> in the NLDS. Um, but yeah, hopefully Friday or Saturday, the Phillies are celebrating a playoff berth. Let's do it, boys. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. Um, but the Phillies are currently at 83 wins on the season. Above 500. First time they've won 83 since 2011. And um, just got to take care of business against the Cubs. Got to do it. Got to do it. You got to beat the Cubs. Um, the Philadelphia Union, though. On their way to the postseason as well. They are in the midst of two more matches. They've got a match this coming Saturday, October 1st at Charlotte. And then they've got a match Sunday, October 9th, home against Toronto. Tied with LAFC for the Supporters' Shield lead. and I think it comes down to wins 
and everything, and LAFC have the wins total right now. But uh, waiting on the Union to uh, get a nice little win in their friendly as well to keep things rolling as uh, they win one nothing at Subaru Park against uh, Pachuca. Nate Harriel, the man, the myth, the legend, um, did the damn thing, scores the lone goal um, in that shutout of CF Pachuca in the, uh, the friendly here. 49th minute um, as Wagner picked out homegrown Nathan Harriel at the back post for a header of a goal, just a stud. And uh, I want Nate Harriel on this podcast. This is the formal invite to the union to Nate Harriel. We would love to have him on the show. He looks like a young stud. And um, we want to just continue building our relationship with the Philadelphia Union. So. Union can't stop, won't stop. They don't lose at home, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're inching closer and closer to decision day for the Phils and the Union. And we'll see what happens as uh, both teams have their eyes set on the postseason. But let me know what you guys think about the Eagles. Are they the team to beat in the NFC? Are they the team to beat in the NFL? Let me know. By tweeting at us at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. And of course, uh, check out the website, Underground Sports for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It helps more people find the show, gets more people involved underground, and that's all we want, people. We want more people involved in the underground. So go subscribe to the podcast feed and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And more importantly, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. Smash that like button, ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single second of the content that we are dishing out. And of course, let me know in the comments section, are the Eagles the team to beat in the NFC? That's what I want to know from you people out there at home. Big shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their info is linked in the show notes on Twitter and in the description on YouTube. And also, if you're a real one and listening right now here at the end of the episode, you guys should tweet at Delco underscore Stakes and tell them they should partner with us. I can't think of a better partnership than the old Delco Stakes to have the Delco boys repping the stakes out here. Delco Stakes and Underground Sports Philadelphia is the best combo I've ever seen in my life. It's the best combo since the Taurus picked up on a cheesesteak with Wiz. You know, the Wiz Wit on a Delco Steak, that's what the Taurus want, and that's what they do here in Delco. But hey, I think Underground Sports Philadelphia... And Delco Stakes is the best partnership we could possibly get. 
So go tell them at Delco underscore stakes. That's on the Twitter machine over there. Over there on the Twitter. Let them know the Delco boys should be partnered with the Underground Boys. You guys are the best. This is episode number 467 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy KB. It's Go Birds. Fly Eagles fly on a victory Monday. Let's go Phils. Let's go Union. Till Wednesday night when we're talking all things Philly sports. And of course Survivor as well. Matt and I will recap Survivor on the show. We're getting the heck out of here. And I am signing off. Peace.